0: What is the key ingredient to a successful football team? In the 70s and 80s, it was the defense. You know the phrase, defense wins championships. But there's a transition to offense in the early to mid-90s, and the quarterback became the key piece to success. We watched 20 years of some of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Now, I believe we are in another evolutionary period where head coaches and offensive schemes have become the number one priority in what it takes to be a great team. You look at guys like Sean McVay. Cal Shanahan, Mike Vrabel, and Vance Joseph—they're all young guys who are ushering in a youthful and intelligent approach to the game. That's one reason why the John Gruden hire was so obscure. Most NFL teams are trying to evolve. Meanwhile, the Raiders are going backwards. It's a fun time for the game of football. I'm Tyler Warner, and this is Football in Five. Thursday night football kicked off between the Vikings and Rams. The Minnesota Knights, Minnesotians, the Minnesotans, Minnesotans. The Minnesotans have put up the biggest fight against the Rams yet. Supposedly, these two defensive strong teams fought each other, and it turned out to be a high-scoring battle with both quarterbacks balling out, especially Jared Goff. Gurley gives the Rams offense a different dynamic, and that gives the favor to L.A. Rams win at home 38-31. Dolphins, Patriots, and the Finns we all know and love are back. Hill threw for a mere 100 yards in an INT. Luckily, Miami had the $72 million man Brock Osweiler and deserves to come in and throw a touchdown. Brady looked sloppy, but it didn't matter in the end. Pats put Gase in his place, 38-7. Eagles Titans. Mariota went off. He threw for 344 yards and two touchdowns, plus an extra one on the ground. Corey Davis stepped up for the Titans' poor receiving core with a game winning reception. And the DNP's defense played extremely well, putting the fear of John Robinson into Wentz. I'm beginning to love Rabel more and more each week. Titans convert three fourth downs in overtime to win the game 26 23. Bengals Falcons. I, like a lot of others, have talked a decent amount of smack about Marvin Lewis over the last couple of years. Maybe all he needed was a defensive offensive coordinator. Looking at you, Hugh. I also called out Steve Sarkisian in week one and apparently that fired him up. And he's out here every week trying to prove me wrong. I feel bad for Matt Ryan as he's had over 350 yards passing and three touchdowns in his last couple of games and he still can't win. I think the Falcons are missing Devontae Freeman more than we know. I'm excited to watch both these teams as the season progresses. Bengals won a close one, 37-36. Buccaneers, Bears, the magic has run out for Tampa. It has been absorbed by Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. Seriously, that dude threw for six touchdowns. Whatever Nagby's doing in Chicago, it seems to be working. Speaking of Matt Nagby, every time I look at him, he reminds me of H. John Benjamin. Seriously, there's a resemblance. On the other side, Jameis Winston came in for the first time this season and threw an interception almost immediately. He is named the starter for next week for the Bucks. Bears slaughter 48-10. Lions Cowboys. The only thing that gives me more pleasure than looking at Matt Patricia's face when he loses is seeing Golden Tate lose. I hate that guy. It was a close battle throughout, and Dak improved his play slightly thanks to Ezekiel Elliott. Cowboys win on a game-winning field goal 26-24. Bills Packers. The Bills are back to their regular selves. Josh Allen came crashing back down to reality, and LaShawn McCoy might be finished production-wise. Rodgers had a subpar day, uh, but Aaron Jones had his back, carrying the run game with 65 yards and a touchdown. Pack wins at home, 22-zip. Texans-Colts, the bottom of the barrel bowl. If there was a way for both of these teams to lose, I would have been all for it. A tie is too good for either team. But in the end, the Colts went for it on fourth down in overtime in their own territory and failed. Texans took advantage and won with a field goal. I don't think you can fault Frank Reich for going for it. You play to win the game, as they say. Watson and Luck both had a good day, and both run games are still garbage. Texans win 37 34. Jets Jaguars. Todd Bowles might be in trouble up in the Big Apple. I will not go all out in defending him, but I do think the Jets GM might be the bigger issue with the organization. Let's wait on judging Bulls until he gets some more help. Jaguars were back to looking strong and Bortles had a good day. Fournette was back for the Jags, but TJ Yeldon was the man who did the heavy lifting. Jags win 31-12. Seahawks Cardinals. Neither team played well. The Hawks' ground game was dominant for the second week in a row, but they are in big trouble if they can't protect Wilson, which they can't. The Cardinals, on the other hand, are a mess and are painfully wasting Larry Fitzgerald's final years. Oh, and before I forget to mention, Earl Thomas broke his leg and gave the finger to the Seahawks' sideline. Can you really blame him? It's hard to say, and you can make an argument for both sides, but the Hawks didn't give the All-Pro, Pro-Bowl, Super Bowl winning safety an extension or offer to trade him so he can get a long-term security. To me, that seems a little disrespectful since the guy is one of the main reasons your team won the Super Bowl, but I digress, Seahawks win 2017. Browns Raiders, if you would have told me six months ago a matchup between Cleveland and Oakland would have been exciting, I would have slapped you in the cheek. But here we are, another game that came down to overtime. Both offenses were putting up tons of yards and touchdowns, but combined for six turnovers. Nick Chubb and Marshawn Lynch pounded the rock for their respective teams, and Mayfield and Carr were slinging the rock all over the field. The officiating was awful, and the Raiders escaped with a 45-42 win. 49ers chargers should the few fans that the chargers have left be worried they're playing very unconvincing football right now and they just escaped with their lives they let the iowa boy put up 300 yards on their defense and offensively it was the melvin gordon show chargers barely beat a quarterback who couldn't even succeed in the collegiate level 29-27 saints giants the giants offense is struggling to move the football due to the weakness of their offensive line manning and co aren't even getting a chance On the flip side, Breeze had a quiet day, but Alvin Kamara stepped up with three touchdowns and 130 yards. Saints win 33-18. Ravens-Steelers, one of the best rivalries in the NFL, met up Sunday night. It's starting to look like the wide receiver help the Ravens got has been benefiting Flacco. The Ravens came out fast and shut out the Steelers the entire second half. Big Ben played a little sloppy, and the Steelers never could establish a run game. Connor tried, but you can only replicate Le'Veon Bell for so long. Ravens win 26-14. Chiefs-Broncos. Monday Night Football brought us another good rivalry game. The Broncos came to play and got pressure on Mahomes early. The Broncos offense did well controlling the pace of the game with a good mixture of ground attack and aerial attack. In the end, this game came down to the old classic who wants it more. Chiefs win 27-23. It was an electric week. Three overtime games, lots of points being scored, controversial, and honestly abysmal officiating. Divisions are starting to take shape, and we have just finished the first quarter of the season. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Please get on iTunes and leave a review and a comment. I would love to hear from you. Uh, To find more of our work, check out garagesportsco.com or follow us on Facebook. Music was done by Matt Reeves. Again, thank you so much, and I'll see you guys next week.